all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Silent night, holy night, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> uh, how do you like by Bing Crosby, a personation of White Christmas? Great song, beautiful song by Bing Crosby. Wow, Christmas. Christmas. You know, there's something about uh, Christmas. Christmas is one of my most favorite traditional holidays in my life. I love Christmas. I love the feeling of Christmas. I love the spirit of Christmas. What a beautiful season. What a joyful season. A season of love. But most of all, the season of the birth of Jesus Christ. Christ was born in a manger December 25th on Christmas. That's a beautiful thing. So that traditional day, which is coming up Sunday, is worth celebrating. You agree? Be honest with yourself. Do you agree? That's the mind. That's the that's the that's the thought of most Christians most uh, uh, believers in the body of Christ. That's the mindset of most churchgoers that go to churches, different denominations, etc., etc., etc. Of the true meaning of Christmas, the celebration of Christmas, the celebration of the birth of baby Jesus, the frankincense, the myrrh, and all that other jazz, you know, and, uh, an activity scene or whatever, you know. That's how a Christian and churchgoers, the majority of the time, look at and celebrate celebrate Christmas. You agree? Another way that the unsaved and some Christian, Christians still, but mostly the unsaved, the unbelievers, uh, they look at Christmas in somewhat of a different way. They know about the nativity scenes and the birth of Jesus, but they look traditionally at Christmas in the way of 
Santa Claus, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeers, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, the snowman and, you know, presents, gifts, little elves and whatever, and stuff like that. You know, they look at it in, a, in, in another type of way of Christmas. Some people celebrate Christmas that way, which is beautiful too. You know, they celebrate it in a love way with the Santa Claus thing and all that traditional stuff of Christmas. You know, you have people that celebrate Christmas in that way or they just mix them all together with uh, their thought of the true meaning of Christmas uh, and they mix it with Santa Claus, the traditional, more paganized way of Christmas, more of a myth. And then you have the ones that celebrate Christmas just because to celebrate it. And they kind of mix it all together. This group was more caught up in the traditional family gatherings. Uh, Not so much the presents. They get into the presents and the gifts, you know, of that. But usually the drinking, you know, the partying, the loved ones, the the mistletoes, you know, the, 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 uh, the partying and stuff like that, the drunkenness and whatever like that. Or, you know, that's their traditional Christmas, just to get together for a worldly reason of getting together for Christmas. So it's not about Santa Claus, even though they might decorate it their way or not. And it's not so much about Jesus or baby Jesus been born, even though they know about that, but there's a more for the celebration and the, uh, the partying wise, the drinking festivities and stuff like that when it comes to Christmas to these people. Okay. So Christmas is, somewhat broad, how people celebrate Christmas, how they look at Christmas. What I want to talk about today, you probably seen my title and you probably wondering why is I'm talking like this, but I'm going, I want to tell you uh, a quick, I don't mean quick lightning, but what I'm going to start today is going to be like a, 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 a two series because it's going to be kind of long winded because I really want to get this out there. And it's, it's going to be dealing all, or dealing, everything's going to be about Christmas. And I'm going to focus on uh, the baby Jesus, Jesus born of the 25th aspect of looking up Christmas that's celebrated by believers and churchgoers. I say churchgoers because everybody that go to church is not saved. So, you know, and I'm not putting you down, but it's, that's just the truth. You have Christian believers, you have churchgoers that celebrate Jesus uh, mainly by that traditional way, the nativity scene, baby Jesus, Jesus born on the 25th. That's why they're celebrated with the, et cetera. Then you got the ones that's in the world and some Christians that still kind of mix it, but you know, the world usually celebrated in a more traditional mythical paganism way with the Santa Claus, the reindeer, the gifts and the decorations and et cetera, et cetera, like that. Then you got the other way that uh, celebrated with the drinking and uh, the wild parties and the get-togethers and whatever and whatever, whatever, etc. And uh, so you, it's hard to look at Christmas one way and why people celebrate this this holiday. This is one of the most popular, the most popular holidays in the United States. I don't know about the world, but let me speak about the United States. This traditional holiday. Christmas 
It's the most celebrated holiday in America. Did you know that? Yes, it is. It's the most celebrated holiday in the United States. Christmas. Believe it or not. I don't mean Ripley's. <laughs> Believe it or not. I know that one funny, but anyway. Okay. Let me tell you, give you a quick lifestyle story of my uh, my life of Christmas and my life of believing in this holiday. Like I said, in the beginning, in my opening, first of all, I just thank you. Welcome to the body of Christ. I almost forgot the introductions. Welcome. Welcome to the body of Christ. Real talk. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of body of Christ. Real talk. Thank you. My sweet boo, my Nemo, Nemo foo, Christina Nemo foo. I call her also my, uh, I gave her another name. Well, it's not so, it's not so much new, but I also, uh, refer to her as Nurse Nemo or Dr. Nemo because she has certain remedies, etc. and stuff like that. When I was sick the other day and I came down with some real bad food poisoning, bad food poisoning. I think it was food poisoning. I didn't go to the doctor. But anyway, I, I came down with some food poisoning. And I, the reason I call it food poisoning and not a stomach virus or it could have been both because I, I when I get sick or I feel something in my body, I always look up certain. I, look, I Google it or I duck, duck, go it. And I look at certain symptoms. Why is this happening? Why do I feel this way, et cetera? That's what I do. I research things like I do words. I research certain uh, ways I feel in my body or why this is happening, because I know it's, it's, it is a reason why this is happening to your body. So therefore, I ate some chicken the other night uh, that I bought from Jewel. And it's not the first time this happened. You know, some grilled chicken or somewhat grilled chicken. And uh and, uh, and I ate a few pieces, not a whole lot, but the next morning, and I also ate a big, large slice of uh, crumb cake, which I shouldn't have done. But in other words, I ate the big slice of crumb cake uh, right after the chicken. And but the next morning, I felt really funny. And I know when I'm going to get sick because I don't get sick a lot. I really don't. And when I do, I can tell when it's coming. And I think mentally, I think about it too much, too. You know, that's another thing I need to work on my thought and my thinking. But anyway, I got, you know, I got somewhat sick. And, uh, and uh, you know, and I stopped throwing up and I had diarrhea and stuff like that. And when something like that happens to me, I always backtrack. You know, okay, what is coming from? Is it I'm coming down with this flu? Everybody call everything COVID. I don't call everything COVID. They just act like colds and flu just disappear everybody call I, I, I'm, I'm COVID out now I'm sick of that COVID so I just feel there was some type of flu or cold coming or something like that so I kind of just googled it and looked it up or whatever blah 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 looked it up and everything and they you know looking at what's the starts of a stomach virus or what's the uh, uh, symptoms of the difference between stomach virus, you know, or something like that, and food contamination or food poisoning. It came, I, in other words, I came to a conclusion, according to my studying and my own research, that it was food poisoning. So it had to be the chicken or the cake. Well, anyway, that's why I call her Nurse Nemofo, because she told me certain things to do, and she always let me give me certain remedies or whatever like that. And I love that sweetheart. You know, she's on her way to France now, <laughs> to France. And she's. I hope she enjoyed herself there, you know, this Christmas weekend. Well, anyway, welcome. Now, thank you for that introduction. 
introduction, my Princess Nemo Fu, my Nurse Nemo. I like to call it my no call her my Nurse Nemo. Okay. All right. Let me get back to what I was going. Let's 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 get back to this Christmas. It's something about Christmas. Some people call it a spirit. Some people refer to that feeling as an energy or something like that, you know. And I, I can recommend, I understand that. And uh, this tradition, this seasonal tradition, always had a certain love in my heart. It always had a certain place in my heart this season of Christmas. And uh, those parts and those ways that I talked about that people look at Christmas and how they see Christmas in my opening dialogue about Christmas, I have experienced all of those ways. Maybe you have too. But I, uh, but the story is about me. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> I have experienced all those ways of looking and celebrating Christmas, and I enjoyed all three of them in my lifetime. I enjoyed all three of them, three of them. Excuse me, in my lifetime of celebrating this traditional holiday. Christmas. So I looked at it in all three ways and I also celebrated it in all those ways. You know, it's not easy to look because people do look at Christmas. They celebrate Christmas in a different way. And I experienced all those ways in my lifetime of celebrating Christmas. Okay. And the reason I'm talking about Christmas, because of course, Christmas is Sunday, December 24th. Lord's willing if we get to see that day, you know, Christmas is Sunday. And this is my first time really getting into Christmas since I've been doing podcasts. You know, I really uh, wanted to talk about and do some teaching on Christmas. But this, what I'm going to be doing in these two segments, or maybe three, hopefully it don't go that long before Christmas Day when I send it out to certain ones. Uh, what I'm going to talk about is going to affect some listeners in different type of ways, but also is going, is going to, I'm going to, is going to lead you hopefully to think and research, to think and research of this powerful spiritual holiday. It's also going to make you think why you celebrate this holiday the way you celebrate it. Whatever way, the three ways I've talked about, some of you or even all of you celebrated or went through all those ways yourself in your spiritual tradition of Christmas or Christ Mass or whatever you want to call it, okay? So when I, I'm going to give you a little history of my background of Christmas because I like to start with me. And then I'm going to let you listen to the next segment, Lord's Willing, a documentary, you know, and uh, about Christmas and stuff like that, you know, and I hope you get something out of that. But right now, I want to give you my history of Christmas. And this is not going to be long because I can't remember every detail, but I can just give you some basics of my growing up, you know, through infantry 
that I, the infantry that I can remember through middle age, through my teen years, through my mid-adult years, and through et cetera, et cetera, and through even to now, today. So I'm going through that real quick. And, uh, and I want you all to think about your life of Christmas, you know, when you start celebrating Christmas and how did you celebrate Christmas, et cetera, et cetera. So let me start with me. Uh, I can go as far as what I can remember about this great, fantastic holiday, which is one of my favorite holidays. And uh, it's uh, the beginning of the title is is very serious what I'm saying because I, I can say I used to it used to be my favorite holiday, and I'm a, I'm not going to get into you why now. It used to be my favorite holiday, but I'm just going to give you a little rundown of my growing up with Christmas because I don't want you to get confused. But I'm going to tell you, and I'm going I'm going to be going somewhere with this because this is very serious enough for the believer and the unbeliever, especially the Christian man and woman that's in the, in the church today, the body of Christ. Okay. All right. Uh, what I can remember of Christmas growing up in my young years, maybe between uh, maybe five or six, that's far as, I, that's, as, as far as I remember about Christmas. I might be wrong about that. But just say, you know, my infant years of five, six on up that I can really remember. I might have been younger. I might have been older. I don't know. I'm thinking about Christmas. What I think about Christmas, excuse me, most of all, growing up when I was young, what stands out to me, even when I talk about it now, is the colors. The beautiful colors of Christmas, the greenery, the red, you know, those those different colors like that, the certain colors. Another thing I remember growing up about Christmas is the Christmas smell. I can't even describe or comprehend, but it's the certain smell and a certain thing like that. Now, this is when I'm young now, you know. I'm limited. So this is when I was young, the smell or whatever like that. I remember the Christmas. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions. And yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother and even son can enjoy eventually with replacement blades just 10 cents each. You'll buy it once and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches. Hensonshaving.com slash holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Christmas trees very well. I can I can talk about that and I remember that great feeling just seeing a Christmas tree in the house. I remember the presents under the tree. We had a big family, so you know, it wasn't many presents, but you know, mom and dad done the best they can to take care of us on that, that day, you know, Christmas Day. I remember someone vaguely the presents under the trees, etc. like that. 
not so much the music or whatever like that, but I remember the programs that came on TV. And, and a lot of you probably can remember, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, uh, Santa Claus is Coming Town, and stuff like that. Uh, remember the Heat Mice and the Cold Mice? <laughs> Anybody remember that? One was, I think that was in Rudolph. Wasn't that Rudolph? Yeah, it wasn't separate, but I think it was Rudolph. One of those, you know, one, it was called the Heat Miser. One was the Heat Miser, one was the Cold Miser. I, I ain't going to get into that. But I'm, a lot of that stands out. A lot of you probably can remember those little cartoons, those little Muppet movies and stuff like that. Then they had the cartoons and stuff like that. Those stands of Santa Claus coming to town, the decorations and whatever like that. I remember that very well more than anything. I don't remember stories. Mom and Dad never, t I don't remember telling us stories about Christmas or Santa Claus or none of that stuff. You know, but I can tell you one thing, the atmosphere when I was growing up in our household uh, was basically mainly based on the second way of looking at uh, at Christmas, what I was talking about is Santa Claus, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and different things like that. It was basically Santa Claus giving us presents. We heard the naughty and nice story and stuff like that. We, you know, I remember all that stuff. So it was based around Santa Claus. and That's even before I really thought about it being about Jesus. I had no idea it was about Jesus. You know, or, you know, et cetera. I, it was mainly about Santa Claus and presents and stuff like that. Now, this is my story, not yours. I'm talking about mine. So stay with me. So those things I remember. And it, it was all beautiful, man. It, it was beautiful. It was a wonderful feeling. You had that energy. It was a wonderful spirit. You know, everybody was nice and it was just... Wow. I heard the stories that, you know, we got... Well, we, I, you have heard the story that when you go to sleep, you have to be all the way to sleep because Santa Claus know when you're naughty, he know when you're nice, and he know you when you are asleep. It was fun, but it was kind of eerie at the same time. It was kind of eerie <laughs> at the same time. But I believe that. And the majority of my family that I can think of, you know, we kind of believe that. I, let me speak about me. I really believe that, you know, now, did I believe that was really a Santa Claus? I don't know, then, but it wasn't even so much I believed in Santa Claus, I don't think, but I believe in a sense that I, I can't describe it, that somebody is moving my parents to do what they do. I, that, that's the best way I could describe it, but Santa Claus, I, I was... I say more infatuated, if I could say that, with that story of the uh, of a Santa Claus coming down the chimney. Even though we didn't know what chimney he was coming down in our house, you know, I didn't think about that then. A lot of stories that was told to me and others then, we didn't backtrack it. We just believed what our parents told us and what the schools told us. We went through about the traditions of Santa Claus and the stories of Santa Claus, et cetera, stuff like that. We seen the movies like I just talked about, you know, Rudolph, Santa Claus coming to town. And man, I love those movies, man. I, I looked at four to Christmas to watch those movies, probably more than opening up the toys. And it was a joy just opening up the toys. And I don't remember many toys that I had, you know, but I, it was a joy just knowing, looking forward of those shows and those movies coming on. So I was sold out in that energy. I was sold out in that spirit, in that tradition of Santa Claus. 
okay? I remember a story. My sister, my sister probably don't remember this, but I remember, uh, oof, she was told, and she probably don't even remember this, and maybe she do. She was told something, you know, if she don't stop sucking her thumb or something like that right there, Santa Claus is going to put some salt on it or some pepper. Wow, it was some weird stuff. But anyway, it had to do with you naughty at night, so you better not peep at night with Santa. I guess I had something with Santa Claus coming down the chimney and putting the presents under the tree. We supposed to be really sleep. We can't peep and nothing like that, or we won't get our presents, something like that. But they, they said something to try to scare her or something. I don't remember. Maybe she could explain it if she remembered. It was something like that. Real, real fun, but eerie, scary, because a lot of this stuff scared me. The stories that Santa do. It was nothing aggressive or gross or graphic, but Santa was kind of, uh, seemed like a nice person, but he was kind of scary, too. And I'm, you're going to see where I'm going here. But anyway, you know, growing up, that's what I remember about Santa Claus. All right, those things. There was, the majority of that time was good. The feeling was good. It was just something about that feeling of Christmas that was so joyful that made me look forward to Christmas. So I, I was sold out on the Santa Claus thing. You know, I wasn't sure if I believed it or not, but I liked the idea of that story of Santa Claus, even when I was younger, of growing up, of when it came to Santa Claus. I enjoyed the snow. I was younger then. I don't like snow now, but back then, you was younger, had more energy. I enjoyed the snow, et cetera, stuff like that. So I'm trying to be uh, trying to give you a picture of me, not everything that went down in my young years, of how I felt about Christmas, what I remember vaguely about Christmas growing up then. I loved Christmas. Christmas always stood out more than any other holiday. It stood out more than Thanksgiving. It stood out more than Halloween. I never really got into uh, Valentine's Day. It stood out more then Easter, because Easter was basically you wanted to see what type of new clothes you got so you could be dressed up or whatever like that. A lot of people was getting new clothes and new shoes, and we couldn't afford a lot and everything. So, you know, mom and dad done what they can and everything. So it had that type of feeling then Easter, you know, the way we believe that Easter was then traditionally. Christmas, the feeling and that energy or spirit, I might call it, of Christmas stood out over all of that, all of those holidays. And I believe it's still today, it's one of the most celebrated holidays in the U.S. of A. I really believe that. I could be wrong, but I really believe that it's the most celebrated holiday, Christmas today. And I'm probably not wrong with that. Well, anyway, that, uh, anyway that's, that's my going up, bringing up about Christmas at that time. And as I got older, you know, <clears throat> and far as that, like, as I got older, I, rem- I don't remember getting a lot of presents. Very vaguely, I remember the presents I got. I can't even name, but I remember getting a lot. I don't remember receiving a lot of presents, you know, that I can remember of anyway, because it was too many of us. And financially, we just couldn't, you know, get a lot of presents. You know, that's why I felt then. You know, but I don't remember that. But it's not about the presents for me then. It's just, you know, even though, yes, I've loved presents and I wanted presents, it was just that feeling and that feeling and that energy about Christmas growing up then, you know. 
uh, my mom and dad, you know, even though my granddad, or we're calling grandpapa, you know, they was Christians, they went to church and everything like that. But, you know, still back in that time, it wasn't a lot of Jesus talk until later on down the line in my family when it came to uh, Christmas. So it, I, I never thought Christmas had nothing to do with Jesus. I just thought it had to do with Santa Claus and whatever, you know, reindeers or whatever, elves and whatever like that. It was fun, but it was also weird. You know, I didn't know why I did, but, you know, that's just the way it was. Well, anyway, as I got older to my, like, mid-teens and older than that, I still had that love of Christmas. But it was, I was maturing out of, you know, the other things as far as presents and the looks and the smell and stuff like that. And I was kind of matured more out of that. You know, in my in my mid teens, you know, but I still love the traditional Christmas, the Santa Claus and the presents and stuff like that. But I didn't focus on Santa Claus a lot then as I was growing up. I told you it's going to be long. This was going to be a, a couple of segments. You know, the next segment is going to be the documentary. I just want, I want you to listen to very good, very informational. But anyway, you know, as in my mid teens. So when I was little to my mid teens. Christmas was celebrated by me and enjoyed by me in the spirit or the energy, you might, some might want to call it, of Santa Claus giving out presents, coming down the chimney. More mythical growing up, more fantasy, you know, when I was younger up into, until my mid-teens, et cetera, and stuff like that. As I got a little older, uh, 15, 16, 17, like I said, start changing. I, I guess you could say start maturing out of that and everything. I, I'm not trying to remember, you know, each step of my life. I'm just trying to give you a quick cliff note of my life through Christmas. It started changing. Then as I got older, you know, and I started doing things and I started maturing. And then, you know, just before I got the, you know, getting into the alcohol and stuff like that, I still enjoy the traditional Christmas in that order. I still enjoyed the traditional Christmas. Very powerful. Christmas had a grip on me, you know. And then just say going in close to my mid, you could say, adult years when I start getting into alcohol and smoking marijuana and stuff like that, I grew out of that, you know, that I, I, I grew out of it. I still was believed in a traditional present exchanging exchanging presents and stuff like that. I still believe of the family getting together and celebrating Christmas. I still have somewhat of a uh, a liking of decorations, decorating the houses and stuff like that because they kind of stuck that kind of stuck on me when I was growing up little, you know, from four, five, six or whatever. So it was a long time before that type of tradition got out of my head of decorations and whatever. And not so much the Christmas tree, but just decoration in general. So it was kind of fading up, but I still liked the decoration and whatever, et cetera, stuff like that, you know. But one more, when I got out into the world and blah, 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 and I got the drinking and I got the smoking, I kind of faded out a little bit in that traditional type of way of looking at Christmas. But this is when I went into the second phase of Christmas. Remember, I was talking about the three phases that most of the world uh, lived through Christmas. Not I don't say most, but a lot of people lived through Christmas. 
I got into the phase of still celebrating Christmas, but I didn't have the uh, the hunger or the need to look at Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeers and Santa Claus coming to town and all of this stuff. It was fading away because I'm going into my closer to my adult years. So therefore, I got away from that. I'm into out there more in the world, you know, because I'm into alcohol. I'm into drinking. I still celebrated Christmas, but I was still mostly into the celebrating. I got more into the celebrating uh, worldly part of Christmas. That was my second phase of enjoying Christmas. So I matured in a wrong way <laughs> out of the, the, the child's part, the way children look at Christmas today with Santa Claus or whatever way they was brought up. I was more into my own way of looking at it, of exchanging gifts, not as much as that to the worldly way of partying drinking and celebrating just to be celebrated because it's a wonderful, wonderful day. So we got high, we smoked a lot of marijuana, we got together, whatever. I celebrated Christmas that day from my mid-teens, mostly all the way up to my adult times of celebrating Christmas. So I was in a worldly part, you know, of celebrating Christmas for a while. Just say a while until I stopped drinking and whatever like that and smoking pot and Etc. But I was in the second part of the partying, the uh, the drinking, the uh, the celebrating Christ, not Christ, but Christmas the wrong way. I didn't even put the uh, too much emphasis on Christ had something to do with Christmas. I just knew Christmas. I still had the Santa Claus thing, but I was growing out of that. Then I heard the, the different terms what Christ. I mean, what Christmas really meant as I got older. Then I said, oh, wow, it ain't got nothing. I, 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 I grew out of Santa Claus a long time ago, even then, in my early years. I was out of Santa Claus because I, I didn't really have a deep belief, deep, deep belief in Santa Claus anyway. I started learning more about, you know, what Christmas was really meant for. And then I got, you know, I heard about the Jesus thing. and You know, gee, it was because of the birth of Jesus, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, like that. All that was coming together while I was in the world. I used to hear that. But I still didn't take it serious because I was still unsaved. But I was hearing about it little by little. Then it went a little further, a little further when I, I was in the world doing my things. I'm just talking about not my whole life, but just Christmas. That's the way I celebrated Christmas then. And I still had a hunger. When Christmas came, it still spiritually and uh, energy-wise affected me in a way that I couldn't wait for till it come because just to get together. But it wasn't so much for me like I was young, waiting for it because of the presence and the beautiful and the smell of Christmas. This time when I was younger, I was waiting to celebrate Christmas because I couldn't wait to get drinks and get high and celebrate that way. It's a worldly way. It didn't have nothing to do with Jesus or Santa Claus. It had to do with just partying, getting together and celebrating Jesus, I mean, celebrating Christmas in that way. But at the same time, I still didn't put Christmas together, that Christmas had something to do with Christ until that time. I started saying, okay, Christ, Christmas, Christ, okay, Mary, blah, 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 Christmas. And I started putting it all together, but I was still out in the world celebrating that way. It wasn't until uh, in the 80s, uh, when I stopped drinking. And when I stopped drinking, that was the time I got saved because I stopped drinking first, then I gave up marijuana, and then I got saved. 
you know, automatically. It happened in that order. I never stopped. When I stopped drinking, I never drank again. When I stopped smoking pot, because those are the two main things I've done. Marijuana, they might call it cannabis. And I, I never went back. I never went back to any one of them. So even today, over 35 years, I've been clean of alcohol and drugs or any type of illicit drugs. 35 years, never had, never went back. When I gave it up, I was, that was it. So when I got saved in the early 80s, my brother explained to me how to be saved. My oldest brother, Tony, who <clears throat> still lives in Alabama, Mobile, explained to me, and I seen it as that simple. You know, I always had a hunger. I got saved. And that's when the truth that I thought started coming out about Christmas. So it went from celebrating the Santa Claus way and Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer and all the Christmas trees way to Jesus being the reason for the season type of way. And ever since then, since the 80s, I never believed in an old traditional Christmas way. I just believe that they tried to steal Christmas, the real meaning from Jesus, and they put Santa Claus there. So I was thought I was waking up. So I start, you know, following the way after salvation, following the way of Jesus was the reason for the season. Since his birth, et cetera, getting into the nativity scene, starting going to churches, celebrating things at church, whatever, having church specials and church things and whatever. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. In the church building, you know, when in the church building, you know, celebrating Christmas about Christ, there was another beautiful feeling about Christmas because it went to the beautiful feeling of Santa Claus and presents to the real meaning. So I said, man, I'm celebrating. I finally know the truth about Christmas. I could put Christ and all that together. And it's about Jesus, his birth and all that stuff, you know. So I started celebrating after salvation differently than I did pre-salvation. I started understanding the real true meaning of Christmas, you know. So it started being about Jesus and an activity scene and whatever like that. So I was more, <clears throat> less influenced about the traditional way of Christmas. I started understanding from what I thought and believe the real meaning of Christmas about Christ and his birth and, you know, the reason of giving of the presents because when they went to the nativity scene, you know, my different look was not for Santa Claus and Rudolph no more. Those beautiful scenes outside, it was mostly looking for the nativity scenes and angels with the wings and et cetera and stuff like that, you know, so I started looking in that way, even though I was maturing in my walk with Christ. The more I matured in Christ, the more I 
start putting Christ in Christmas. Let me say that again. The more I matured in the things of Christ, I start putting Jesus more into Christmas. So Christmas transformed into Christmas then. And it was more about Christ as I got older. All the past of thinking about Christmas was faded away because I knew it was about Jesus, you know. And that in that form of way, I started getting more into that, you know, you know, I still believe in the Jesus gifts that was given to him by the Magi or the Magi or the wise man, they called him, was 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 that way started the traditional gift giving. So I hung on to that belief why we give gifts. Because it had to do with some, had to do with the nativity scene of baby Jesus when they brought the frankincense and the myrrh, the magi, the wise men brought out and everything. So I held on to that. It wasn't about Santa Claus just coming down the chimney putting things on the tree. It was those presents was given and the way we the way and it had nothing to do with wild parties. It had nothing to do with drinking. Like I, I when I went to my mid teen years and to my mid-adult years, it had nothing to do with that. It just had to do with showing your love and you celebrating Christ by giving gifts and whatever like that. That was all fed to me. I said, Joe, what you mean? That was a traditional teaching and what I have, what I've heard. Because when you watch television, and when I watched television back then, the majority of secular television talked about Santa Claus and whatever like that. You had certain channels that talked about uh, Jesus being the reason for the season and the manger. But the majority of it was, you know, prophet. It was talking about Santa Claus, what you're going to get your child or your wife for, for Christmas. And, and it was still dominated by that mythical belief about Christmas over Jesus. And then I started hearing the... the, uh, the the stories of people trying to take Christ out of Christmas, and that's where they came up with Xmas. You know, they used to, used to see signs and whatever on different platforms that says Xmas. That means people was against Christ. This is what I was told. You know, this is a tradition to do, not personally face to face, but you you heard that if you was paying attention as a believer. I believe it. Don't pay attention to that. But when you're a Christian, you pay attention to that because of your love for your for Christ for Jesus. So you start seeing people to putting Xmas. They, they was taking Christ out of Christmas, and I thought that was so wrong. So I had a a, a, a very heart drives and just make sure I said Merry Christmas. I don't want to hear Happy Holidays. I don't want to hear that. It had to be Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Because this is about Christ. This is about the birth of baby Jesus. Christmas is all about Jesus. Okay. Later on down the line, you know, as I got older, and I start learning, and I start reading more, and I start looking at things, and I start seeing things. As Christmas came yearly, the joy started turning to stress. Not so much for me, but looking at others, how they got stressed out when it came to presents or getting in debt and whatever like this. And, you know, people were still partying and whatever like that. It was all mixed up together and not seeing that change. Because when you are a believer, if you're paying attention, if you are a believer of, you know, of Christ and the body of Christ, you start paying attention and traditions become less important to you. This 
to a lot of Christians. I know it had with me. Traditions became Halloween. I, I stopped it a long time ago. Thanksgiving, I still said that was pretty nice because it wasn't a lot of emphasis on Thanksgiving because before Thanksgiving even came or met Thanksgiving, people was already setting up and decorating, getting ready for this powerful traditional Christmas. So Thanksgiving always came and went so quick. You got a few movies and whatever like that. But Christmas always overshadowed Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving was even started. So when Thanksgiving came, people was already setting up for Christmas. Some of them them even decorated even early. Some of them leave their decorations up, you know, for one reason or other. So Christmas always dominated Thanksgiving and all the holidays, especially Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving wasn't a big deal for us for the most majority of the people because they couldn't wait for Christmas to come. That's how strong that spirit or energy, whatever you want to call it, was. I just call it a spirit, you know, that it was. Well, anyway, let me go back. Let me, let me digress. So as I got older, you know, I, it became more stressful than joy. I wasn't looking forward to it after a while because I seen the debt and the burnout that people got over Christmas. They are happy. Then I seen a lot of false love and everybody get happy and whatever like that. See, this is my experience. Only on Christmas. Now, I know other days, but Christmas, everybody seemed to love each other more. They hug more. They give presents, some bad presents, some good. When people start exchanging, and then I start seeing this will start bothering me. And this, this, this was the the icing on the cake right here. When I start seeing more adults looking for presents than children. Adults getting frustrated because they didn't get none, or they getting burnt out because they felt they had to get some for adults. It just it wasn't even about the kids no more. It was about mostly adults having fits about. And I started saying, man, this is like getting what's going on, you know. But they, they, I'm talking about Christians as well, you know, or so-called churchgoers. You know, it's in the world. It started getting like, like ridiculous. So I started getting fading out, out of that so-called feeling of Christmas. So till then, even until now, as as years start progressing with me and the more I start understanding the word more and the more I start getting closer to Christ or the longer I became a Christian that feeling of Christmas faded away from me because I knew that I found, I I heard a few things, I learned a few things and I started understanding then I came to the point that man Christmas ain't about us giving each other presents it never was, it was about the presents only gave to Jesus so why we keep going getting burnt built you know, out of shape and, you know, losing our mass of giving each other presents. I can understand the children because they don't know no better, but I'm talking about the adults. It's all about Jesus. So I didn't even get too much in giving out presents. I, I gave up with somebody giving me anything because I never, it was just like my birthday. I, I don't ever look for nothing because I'm over that. It's just a tradition. It ain't nothing you gotta do, but I respect what you believe in. I respect what you follow. I even do that now, you know. But my thing was, it became stressful, you know, and I couldn't wait till it was over with. Then it got to the point I couldn't, it was bothering me when it comes because I know everybody going to start getting bent out of shape. People going to start being phony again. People going to start getting stressed out over this was used to be beautiful holiday. 
I didn't pay attention to the much how much money the retailers, you know, because the retailers getting rich or whatever like that. I didn't put too much emphasis on em- emphasis on that until later. You know, the billions the billions that's made on this holiday. I was mostly looking at how stressful a lot of believers and people got because of this very powerful, you know, celebrated holiday, Christmas. And still today. You know, people who seem like they're more stressful than happy. You can look at their faces. They see you can see their faces and they're walking around with gifts. It's almost like it came to a point that they feel that they have to give a gift to somebody. Now, for each is all now. But when it comes to the point that you can see the stress in people's face, that they feel, not everybody now, that they have to give somebody something because they're caught in that spiritual tradition of Christmas. See, a lot of people don't believe in Santa Claus now. A lot of people, you know, they still believe that it's about Jesus and some I found other ways. But one thing that still have not stopped is the traditional gift giving. You see, like that, that's never going to fade out. You don't see you don't see many Christmas trees as you used to, as you used to. You don't you don't see as much decoration, decorate, decorating. Oh, I can't even get my words together. I'm talking too much now, too long. Uh, decorated houses and whatever like that, like you used to. But what still is strong today is the traditional gift giving. Traditional gift giving. That never goes away. But it, what ha, what's the, the difference today than it was yesteryear is people seem like they're more stressful now. It used to be a joy. Now it's kind of a joystress. <laughs> a what, Joe? A joystress. They be joy and stress. Because when January come around, a lot of people take a presents back for refunds. <laughs> People are not liking their gifts, mostly adults. Children are choicy now. Children are picky now. Children want the iPhones now. Children want the best phone. Kids want this. Teenagers want this. So it became a selfish, spoiled, brat, traditional holiday. Something ain't right with that. Hmm. So that's the way I look at it now. So through the last few years, I just don't didn't even celebrate Christmas no more because I knew the true meaning of Christmas. And I'm getting to that later. I know the true meaning of Christmas. And now I'm going to give I'm going to tell you the reason, like the beginning of my show, why I do not celebrate Christmas anymore, especially recently. I stopped celebrating it years ago. I, I really I stopped celebrating. My stop celebrating was the gift giving, whatever like that. It was only certain ones that I I stopped I never bought, you know, gifts for us you know, material things, but it was almost, I, I went to the cash thing. I started giving my son something once in a while, but I didn't stress out if I didn't have it or give my fiance something, whatever like that, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I was limited. I wasn't trying to give mom, dad, or never, everybody nothing. I just say Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Senator, Senator, like that. But when I say it, it wasn't a feeling no more. I say I start saying it for a traditional reason. It wasn't a real love reason why I said it. Why? Because I was maturing out of that, and I knew it was more 
it was something more to it. And why do I do that when I don't want to do it and I feel I don't have to? I still push myself to say that because I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings because I respect people's traditional ways of what they still believe in. I respect that, you know. But anyway, that's my little short three worlds of Christmas. Santa Claus, the wild parties world way, and Jesus way. Those are the three worlds of Christmas that I have been through when it comes to celebrating Christmas. Now, why am I talking about this? The reason I'm talking about this is, is I decided for hardly not, I don't celebrate Christmas anymore. anymore. And uh, I seen this, I, <clears throat> I already knew a few, quite a few years ago that Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. I already knew that. A lot of you know that too. You know that, that Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. And, uh, but what got me is even though people knew that, and including myself, we still celebrated in some way because the traditional way is that Jesus was born on December 25th, correct? You know, we, we celebrate most everybody's, um, a lot of people know that, that Jesus was not born on the December 25th. I'm not saying everybody, because some, some people still believe that. But me and myself as being a believer and want to know the truthfulness of my Savior, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I heard it through the grapevine <laughs> And uh, and uh, not only that, <clears throat> but if you read the Word of God, if you are a Bible study, I always put emphasis on studying the Bible. It's more important than just reading it. You study first, and then you read it. That way, when you read, you understand what you're reading. You can't understand what you're reading if you never study it. Studied what you have read. You know, that's any book. Some books are simple. The Bible is not. I'm not saying it's hard, but it's not simple. Like a storybook, you have to connect the dots. So therefore, you have to study the Word of God. But if you just, let me put it this way. When you read the Bible, when it comes to Christmas, a lot of the traditions we grew up about Christmas as a Christian you know, as a Christian, let me put emphasis on Nick. It's nothing about Santa Claus, you know, or Chris Kringle or, you know, St. Nick or nothing in the Bible about that. But I'm just talking about when it comes to Jesus. If we were if we really would have paid attention, like we're supposed to, study to show thyself and prove attention to the Bible as a true Bible believer and studier, we would have noticed that there was never, the Bible never mentioned that there was three wise men. It never said three. We was traditionally told in churches and school, three wise men. But if we would have read the Bible, the Bible never said three. We would have knew that Jesus' birthday was never celebrated traditionally with Israel back there in the Bible. They never celebrated Jesus' birthday uh, traditionally. They had other festivals. They had 
Pentecost. They had, you know, Passover festivals. They had a lot of different festivals, you know, before Christ and after Christ. But his birthday, that's not shown in the Bible, was celebrated. The Bible never said when Jesus was born. It never mentioned none of that. It just said he was born in Bethlehem, blah, blah, blah. And this is how he's going to be born. It was prophesied. You know, now a lot of this stuff has been brought to my attention. And I say, yeah, this is so correct when you don't read the Bible. That's why I always put emphasis on the majority of what we learn out the Bible is taught by someone else taught. That's what the Bible taught. We didn't read it out of the Bible. We just was taught, you know, those things about the Bible. Now, when it comes to Christmas, uh, the Bible didn't talk about the date. The Bible didn't talk about none of that for us to celebrate his birthday. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, the Bible still today, people really don't know. They can... They have an idea when Jesus was born. Some people say September, some people September, some people say even May, but it wasn't December 25th, you know. And well, the reason I'm going this way because this documentary will explain a lot about the tradition of Christmas. Well, anyway, when I looked at what. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry about that. I had an interruption. Something had to be done, but you probably heard me grunting. I was getting into it, but it's okay. I'm in a situation where I'm around a lot of people, and, uh, you know, when they need help, I got to go help because they're elderly, and that's got to be taken care of. Well, anyway, where was I? <laughs> that's my, anyway, that's my my life story so far about Christmas. So the beginning of this title is why I don't celebrate Christmas anymore. Now, what I don't want you to think is I'm trying to tell you not to. I'm not. But me as a believer, I feel convicted of celebrating this holiday. If I continue to celebrate this holiday, knowing what I know now, that's not pleasing to God, to me. This is my conviction, not yours. This is my conviction. So this is how I feel about this. Now, what, what's going to be so po uh, not powerful that I want you to research because there's encyclopedias and everything I want you to research about the beginnings of Christmas. So let me, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself now. 
<clears throat> what made me even think even hard of not celebrating Christmas was this powerful documentary, doc- documentary. But this powerful documentary that I'm going to let you listen to, uh, not now, tomorrow. The other documentary, I, I like to, uh, I, I will give you, I'm going to send a couple of people because it's pretty it's much longer and you look at it and you do your own research. A lot of you probably already know this already, you know, which is good, you know, and then you come to your conclusion about these things. I came to mind. I just ch- uh, changed my way of looking at Christmas because the research that I do and the more you get uh, in tune with the word of God not only learning his truth, you know, and learning the Bible a little better. You don't have to know everything, but learning the basic ways of connecting dots and rightly dividing God's word. It's a lot of traditions you have to drop. You have to make a choice because God is not going to make you do it, but you have to make a choice. He's not going to curse you, and it does not mean you're sinning. Some of them anyway, but he's not accounting it against you. My point is, are you looking to please God or your feelings of tradition? That's that's me. That's the way I looked at it. And I loved Christmas. I love celebrating Christmas. My lady loves Christmas. And I'm going to let her listen to it. And I'm going to tell her why I don't celebrate Christmas. And, you know, because I'm going to let her, you know, I'm going to talk to her about it. And she already know I don't celebrate holidays no more anyway. But in this to this extent, you know, far as that and everything. But what what I want to do, I don't want to just let, leave people like this or leave them on the edge. Because what I might do, in, and I think I might do this in the future, look at histories of traditions, not only holidays, but church traditions. Is it pleasing to God or is it pleasing to us? Let me say that again. Is it pleasing to God or is it pleasing to us? Because there's so many ways to celebrate Jesus without certain traditions. And then let me say this also. All traditions is not wrong. All traditions is not sin. Okay, let me say that again. All traditions are not wrong. All traditions is not sin. Even some man-made because the book of Romans talk about the Romans of 13, whatever you feel that's pleasing God and your way of lifting up God, you know, we need to, it's okay. But the thing is, and I heard this man, young man say this, he was old man, but I call him a young man. Know why you are celebrating such traditions to lift up Jesus. Know why. That's a very important. What is your know why? What is your motive of these traditions you have in church or holidays or whatever? And you you put the label of Jesus in front of it. Know why? And then say to yourself as well, would this be pleasing to God? Because what I also have learned in these documentaries that even made me more, didn't feel so bad anymore about me not celebrating Christmas. It just made me more stronger because it educated me more of the history of Christmas. And I said, wow, something I just did not know. You might have, but I didn't. I, I just did not know. But I stopped selling Christmas uh, uh, quite a few years ago. I, I just didn't. And I didn't feel bad about it. I wasn't a grouch or a Scrooge or nothing like that, which is still one of my favorite holiday movies. It's a Wonderful Life. Those are good fictional movies. Good fictional 
movies, but to celebrate it and even those movies got a story to it. Man, it's a lot about Christmas that you and I just don't know about, even the movies and why they made certain movies. Some movies were made was made knowing the certain traditions, you know, or the paganism of of the traditions of holidays and stuff like that, and they still made them, but they try to make it in a way that's cute and fun and nice and Christ-like. I want you to check out this documentary. I want you to listen to this documentary. And this this is not my reason why I stopped celebrating Christmas. This just made my reason even stronger. And I know I was correct to do so because I, it educated me more about the history of this, this most famous celebrated and most uh, uh, this most famous celebrated holiday, Christmas, by Christians and unchristians today. Those three ways of celebrating Christmas still goes on today. Reindeer, Santa Claus, parties, getting together, family gatherings, drinking, everybody unsaved, having wild parties and stuff like that. Jesus being the reason for the season. Christmas is celebrated because of Jesus. Now, this is going to be the question before I stop this one and get to my next segment, you know, uh, which I'm going to do tomorrow, Lord's Willie, before I get to my next segment, because you heard my reason why, you know, because, okay, maybe I didn't give you a reason why. I'm going to give you this early. My reason of not celebrating Christmas, Christmas got too many great areas in it and the history of Christmas. I just know the truth now. So it's just like confirmation that I don't feel bad that I don't celebrate this holiday no more. My other reason for not celebrating Christmas, you know, this might shock and it might not, because I know now, and I felt funny about this, that Jesus was not born on the 25th. And another way, reason why I don't celebrate Christmas, I found out because, you know, the celebration of Christmas is a, a tradition of paganism. And it, uh, it never was in the beginning about Christ anyway. It was about different pagans and gods and stuff like that. So I learned that out later. So I don't feel too bad why I don't celebrate that. Now, me being as a Christian myself and knowing this, let me put emphasis on that. Me by knowing this and continue, even though I stop and I will continue to just partake in it, is me being a hypocrite. I'm going against what I think is sin. The Bible talks about that. If you think it's sin, don't do it because it's sin to you. It's wrong to you. So that's okay to do that. Now, when some, when whoever listened to this documentary, because you can't see it unless you go to YouTube and look it up. Now, I wish you would. And you listen to the tradition of anything. But since we're talking about Christmas and you look at, you listen to the tradition the history of it, and then you go from there, and then you decide, do you still want to celebrate? Some of you got big families, and some of you got kids. Some of you will have time to explain Christmas to your kids or the true meaning of it without trying to sugarcoat it or spinning it, giving it a somewhat of a spin. And I done came to my point, I can't spend Christmas no more. 
I have too much information on the true meaning of Christmas to make a spin now, to brush it off. But at the same time, I won't knock you. I still see they say happy holidays. I'm not sending it if y'all say happy holidays back. They say Merry Christmas. You're not sending if you say Merry Christmas back. But you don't have to celebrate. You have to partake. You know, they ask me at work, you know, you know, some some mom come to work. Yeah. What you playing for this week? What you doing for Christmas? I said, no, nothing. I said, I don't celebrate Christmas like that no more. But I said in a nice way. And they didn't ask questions. I said, yeah, I understand. And that's all I have to say. Now, if they want to under, they want to know why and listen to my podcast because we got it. <laughs> or, you know, because you just can't tell a person, man, I, to me, I don't think it's about Christ. And to me, I think it's about pagan people. You just can't throw that in nobody's face. It's kind of wrong and whatever like that, because they might be celebrated for Jesus, thinking it's for Jesus. And they might be celebrated, whatever, you know, and it might kill, you know, them. I'm not into that. But if they want to talk to me about it, yes. But my main concern is about Christians. The world would be the world, but it's about believers. I would be more upfront with a believer than I would an unbeliever because unbeliever got more issues already. Therefore, their issues are just being saved. So my important thing is talk to them about salvation and about Jesus before Christmas. But when it comes to a believer, when it comes to a Christian or whatever, like that's part of the body of Christ, not a church goer, them too, but mainly a Christian of the body of Christ. Yes, you know, I would I would talk to them about certain things that I know and have them to look at it themselves, but they still have to make their own choices because it's not easy for everybody to understand that and they have to deal with God their own way. I'm not a God. They have to deal with God their own way, you know. Well, anyway, that's my look on Christmas. I don't celebrate Christmas. You know, I'm not going to, uh, like they do Halloween. Some churches celebrate, they call it Hallelujah Day. They don't call it Halloween, even though they know it's a satanic pagan ritual tradition. They try to change it around and make it and put Christ over it. I don't think God is pleased with that. I didn't know that then, but now I don't think God is pleased with that. He don't need God don't want you using him to try to celebrate somebody else's pagan day because it makes you feel good. Well, I'm not going to get that far. What I want you to do is listen to the uh, excuse me, my sinus the documentary yourself when I play it tomorrow and I'm going to give it all the play, you know, and I'll let you go for there. And it's up to you. I put it out there, but it's up to you to listen to it. You don't have to. I'm going to send it to my lady and whatever like that, my fiance. And, uh, you, you know, you go from there. But the reason I'm putting it out there is some people don't know the history, the deep history, past Santa Claus and St. Nick and all that of Christmas, And I think it's very interesting and enlightening if you just listen to it. Now, you can do your own research because there's a battle out there. You're going to have people debunk the history like they do anything, you know, as far as that. But it's still up to you. I made my decision. You make yours. But look at it in a biblical perspective way. That's all I'm saying when you look at this documentary. Okay? All right? You understand what I'm saying? So I don't celebrate Christmas that way anymore. I don't feel bad about it. Uh, I, I'm not a 
aggressive and throwing it in your face or nothing like that. You know, I will get more long-winded when I'm talking to another person in Christ or somebody that's not a person in Christ that's interested in hearing about the history of Christ. I can't break down everything. All I can do is give you the information and let you check it out yourself. You can Google these things. They got encyclopedias that tells you about the, the history because really the celebrating of Christmas was going on. Well, it wasn't Christmas before Christ was born. Did you know that? The celebrating of Christmas was going on before Christ was born. Not Christmas itself. See, that was changed to that, but it was a, it was the same traditional celebrating that's, that, that we do today or we used to do today or what people and some Christians do today. That celebration came way before Christ was born. His name was just put in front of it. Did you know that? A lot of you did not. His name was just put in front of it, and they called it Christmas. So that was they were celebrating those traditions for whew, very evil reasons and ways that people celebrate it today. That's a hint I'm going to give you. But you can look this stuff up, and I'm going to let you listen to some that's more in detail that even confirm and even encourage me more that why I should not celebrate it myself, you know. And that's that's my reason why I don't celebrate Christmas. Okay, not yours, but mine's. But I just want to throw that out there. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Now, when you see the title, you notice it says why I don't celebrate Christmas. But I don't put no reasons why on the explanation. I just want you to listen. And then I'm going to come with the documentary I'm, because it takes too much to explain why. But I'm going to give you my, my little, like I did, you were, you were the ones that's new, you will hear my little history of my Christmas where I have to, I, I have to, and I choose to, you know, I say more like I choose to, to give up one of my favorite lovable holidays that I ever celebrated Christmas because I love Jesus more than I love Christmas. I love Jesus more than I love Christmas. And I don't want to share him with a pagan holiday. That's cold, but that's the way I look at it. You have to look at this history of Christmas yourself and you decide yourself, okay? This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Presents and gifts should be given if you want every day, every week. Let's not put a label or tradition on it. That'll stop us from start work looking for these days. Let's, let's stop putting a label on it and love and just bless somebody because you want to bless them and love them. Tell them about Jesus. You want to give them a gift? Just give them a gift. They, if you start loving people and doing the things and we hang around each other and celebrate things before holidays come. People won't look so much for these holidays because we do this every day. Then when those holidays come, we stop looking so fake and phony and feel pressured to do it, to give gifts. We feel that we have to do it because society and the spirit world told us that's what we need to do. He said the spirit world, I'll get into that later. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Until next time, that's why 
I do not celebrate Christmas. It's all in love. But Jesus is the reason for every season. Like this brother used to say, Jesus is the reason for every season, every day, every hour, every week. God bless you all. Love you all. Peace out. Love out, baby. Laugh out, baby. <laughs> Love you all. Body Christ Real Talk. Hold down. Bye-bye. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.